Now loading. Zero's Game Room. Welcome to Zero's Game Room, where all things gaming takes place. Interviews, discussions, and the latest gaming news. So take a seat, get comfortable, adjust your headset, because it's game time. Here's your host, Zero. Welcome to Zero's Game Room, the podcast where we talk about all the things gaming and we've opened the doors and we do all the gamey things and it's been a while since we recorded because obviously if you follow us on Twitter, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, yes. at Zero's Game Room. I tend to take over that quite often. You do? Yeah, I do. And you know, I, I interact I'm proud with of you. Yeah, thanks. I'm trying to do my part. You're like a gamer, but like you do the game on the social <laughs> I'm a gamer. A gamer girl. I'm, I'm actually, <laughs> I'm a gamer girl, 69. Oh Can my you? God. Can you be? No, no, nobody, no. <laughs> but we come to you. Uh, we have quite a bit of news going on, and you know some opinions to go around. Recently, we did get uh, PlayStation's. Uh, what was it called? Their. Uh, uh, I think it was called the State of Play. The State of Play. It's actually interesting. It's I guess their version of a Nintendo Direct. But if you actually watched it live, there was like a solid like fifteen twenty minutes before nothing happened, and even then, it yeah, was very, it was a very short direct. I'm gonna call it their PlayStation Direct. But you're right, it was uh, their State of Play. Um, we got a lot of good news, but before we jump into that, I kind of wanted to talk about really briefly. Um, oh. Nintendo. It has been announced by <gasps> Nintendo, according to Eurogamer and just Nintendo themselves, that we are going to get a look at Nintendo Switch titles for 2019. That being said, we have a Nintendo Direct coming up. It is official that it will be 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on June 11th, which probably means that's their E3 plans. Probably. I remember them saying that they're not going to ma- announce any hardware issues, so don't be surprised. Don't be surprised if they don't announce anything because yeah. I know everyone's getting on the yeah, hype they, train. They specifically said they're going to focus on software only, so video games for the Switch. That's I feel like that's all we're going to see. Like yeah. I think they're finally putting to rest the 3DS. People who have been waiting, oh my gosh, I really want the new Switch. Just get the Switch. Okay? Or, the, or the Pro Switch. Version. Or the Pro Switch or whatever yeah. it's going to be. Just get a Switch now. Trust me. They're not announcing it anytime soon, so you're just going to be waiting and missing out on all the fun. But during that E3, this is essentially their schedule for E3. They're going to have a Splatoon 2 World Championship. That live stream begins at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on June 8th. I really don't care. Their Super Smash Smash Bros. (laughs) Ultimate World Championship is going to be 3 versus 3. It will begin after the conclusion of Splatoon 2, so it's at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on June 8th. June 11th is the Nintendo Direct at 11 a.m., and they're going to have Nintendo Treehouse Live. Three days of Nintendo Switch gameplay with developers and Nintendo Treehouse members beginning on June 11th. Everything you need to know will be live at e3.nintendo.com and of course if you follow us on twitter you'll probably get updates so are we competing in the 3v3 or i mean sure i mean you me and grayson we team up kick some butt yeah he finally got a switch that should be news in and of itself he actually added me last night he sent me his friend code yeah i got one too Uh, this morning yeah yeah because that that way the three of us can hop on into an arena and like i can watch you two did you not see my messages Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. You didn't reply. Well, because somebody might want to retire. I sent him into retirement. It's it's because I hate beating you all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you tell them what actually happened? Um, Doria! You keep... Just like you and every other person on Switch um, or uh, Smash Online, Ghost Ganondorf are a heavy character, and I'm just like, I just want to be curvy. Says the guy who runs around playing Bowser. Shush. So I'm just a little Kirby, and every move that you do takes like 50%. I'm like, oh my god. And then, like, anytime I try to hurt you at 100%, you're like, 
you're like a big fat rock. And I'm like, just go off the stage. And you never go <laughs> no, off the I stage. No, I do. But then I grab you with my up special and then get myself back up. Like when you try to swallow me and you try to suicide me. And then yeah, that was awesome, though. He would inhale me. He'd drop off the leg. Oh, you're crying. No, it's okay. No. And then like I'd wiggle out of his <laughs> mouth. And like I would up special. And Ganondorf grabs and then leans backwards. So then I'd end up back on stage. And I would kill him sometimes like that. And I have replays. And it was fantastic. Wait, you say... No. Oh, did I not tell you I saved those? Yeah. No. Yeah, of course. I'm never forgetting some of these. These were the freaking best. Yeah, you show people. Uh, yeah, this is why my co-host uh, doesn't play. Sucks. He, I destroyed him. I wrecked yeah. his spirit. <laughs> I actually told Grayson that. But. So much so that I, uh, I deleted the software. <laughs> you did delete it. He, we had to re-download it. We had to wait like an hour and a half. And you know what? That was the most peaceful hour and a half of my life, knowing that I can't play it and you can't force me to play. Because you can't be like, buddy, play with me. I'm like. Okay. I'll no, I I was, <laughs> I was trying to encourage you. Okay, encourage by losing. No, yeah, sure. Why not? Anywho, we have all of the Nintendo uh, coming up in June. I'm excited for E3. Uh, and like I said, we got State of Play. Um, I guess one thing we could talk about is really quick Medieval. A lot of people are really excited for this game because it was mm-hmm. kind of a cult classic on the PlayStation One. It's one of those hidden gems that either you don't know about it or you loved it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like the the trailer does look a little bit rough when it comes to frame rate, but I think it'll get ironed out and it'll be fine. Medieval coming to PlayStation Four. Would you buy it? Have you tried it? I think that's a better question. Have you played I've that played game? the original Medieval. I thought it was really good. Really? Yeah. It was actually one of the few games I actually got to play when I was a little kid because uh, when it came to PlayStation, I didn't have a PlayStation 1 growing up. Uh, when it came to PlayStation 1, I actually, it was like, she was my babysitter and she'd take care of me. Oh. And at her house, which is literally down the street, she still lives there. It's funny. Like, now we're all grown up and whatnot. Um, she was only like four or five years older than me. Wow. And uh, she had a PlayStation. And that's how I got to play a lot of PlayStation games. That's how I got introduced to Croc, to Mega Man 8, and to medieval and just a bunch of other like oh, crash bandicoot oh my gosh she had one two through one through three and she also had crash team racing that's Ooh. why i'm so excited about the remake i'm probably more excited about crash team racing getting a remake than medieval but regardless i would say i'm more excited for crash than for medieval in general he it's looked, fine crash looks more like it's, it's this is why we that's our- a sign buddy it's a sign <laughs> it's a sign of what <laughs> of, i gotta turn that off my did, phone <laughs> we're gonna just leave it in because yeah. why why not we're why human um uh, but anything else that happened at playstation uh the the state of play state of play i'm gonna forget the name of it <laughs> so one of the things that i really do like because i have tried out monster hunter the new one World. i've never played monster hunter and Buddy, don't ever say those words again, because it's a really fun game. It's really fun, and okay. if you ever have friends that have a game, not just friends in general. Okay. <laughs> I know like you're pointing hard. at me. You're like, you, you, should, you, you should, should totally buy it. We should play. We should play. Yeah, we should play. But, um, yeah, it's a really fun game, and one of the things that they teased out was that they're really um, supporting the game a lot with many different events. So they announced Iceborne, which is a new arena. New monsters, which the monsters looks like eh, the monsters look like it, they're gonna be a pain in the ass to uh, kill. But they showed at the very end of that trailer. I'm not sure if you saw this, but your little character goes <sighs> like you. It kind of revives, and that's a weird aspect because it's not like you know Sekiro or like it's not like any of these weird games where you can revive. Usually, a monster hunter once you die, you have three tries to like kill the monster again. You pass out essentially, but to be right. revived on the spot. That's a big deal. You don't understand. Buddy, you don't understand. 
I don't because I've never played it. Buddy. So, like, you can't. You don't understand. Okay. <laughs> okay, explain to me. Because, again, the world is so big, and every t- and if it's a dragon, that bitch... Uh, uh, that's a. Uh, this is why I leave you out ninety no, percent of the time. No. So the, one of the major reasons why that's a big deal is because usually these monsters they're very they're very huge and it's a very big play arena. Oh, I see. And I'm, I'm looking like, at the trailer right now, and it looks like some like like at the end after Monster Hunter World Iceborne. Yeah. You see your guy. He's running. He gets destroyed, and there's this like thing the spirit comes out and like it's essentially revives him mm-hmm. and that's a big di- that's a big deal do you think it's a character that's doing that like a support character uh i think that's just a new addition that they'll have maybe in that world so you can either buy it or have an incentive to play that game again because uh-huh. it might be a new mechanic because it's just your cat helping you out which they have cute little cats to help you out oh but the reason why it's a big deal is because again these creatures are so huge and if they have wings it's a pain in the butt just to find them again and they just Sometimes it's like 30 miles that way, and you're like, ah, oh, great, now I just have to hold, you know, the forward button until I see this, you know, this guy again. So to be revived on the spot, to have the second chance to go at it, and maybe don't even count as a, a, a pass out or a knockdown, uh-huh. that's a big deal. That means you have four tries now. And if essentially, and essentially so, maybe you can stack up those items so you can attack a monster that maybe you wouldn't usually try to attempt when you're maybe a lower level, but now... Maybe you can stack up those revives in. That could be a big deal. And so you have this for PC? So I'm uh, assuming I would dude. probably need to get the PC version if we wanted to play together. Buddy, I think you might need like a 20, uh, 20, uh, 2080 Ti. Then you need like a 99. <laughs> so what you're saying is I would need to build the PC when instead I could buy it for 30 bucks instead of 60 at for PS4. But I don't have PS4. <laughs> <laughs> PS4 is not like two hundred dollars. It's not that expensive anymore. My wallet, my wallet says it's expensive. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, my wallet says my I can't. Wallet. Aff- my wallet's like, no, you cannot afford that. It's also about the same for Xbox. So Xbox fans, you should probably be excited too. And by Xbox yeah. fans, I mean Garrison King. Yeah, hi Garrison. I missed you. Haven't seen you, but I missed you. Um, but there's also another big announcement. From Actually, State of probably play. the biggest announcement from State of Play because... <laughs> indie games. No, yeah, of course. All the uh, indie I games. Mean, yeah. Duh. We love indie games. No, we're not going to... We're going <gasps> to donate basically like half of the show to this. Because State of Play announced something so huge. And some people, I get it. I totally get it. It's almost seen as overrated, this game. How dare you say And I, I liked how they're like, it's a game that we've been working on for a long time. Final Fantasy VII Remake. Look, as overrated as Final Fantasy VII is, and I know, okay, it's, I'm, here's the thing. I know it's overrated. It's not my favorite Final Fantasy game, but no, it's not. Heathen. Two slash, or four slash two is my favorite. Uh-huh. Um, uh, the one with, uh, what's his name? I'm forgetting his name right now. <laughs> the Dragoon guy, and then the, the Black Knight who ends up being a paladin. Oh, spoiled it, anywho. Oh, no. um, but yeah, that's my favorite Final Fantasy. Final mm-hmm. Fantasy X was great, too. Final Fantasy VIII does not get enough love. Final Fantasy IX is a hidden gem that people do not seem to appreciate. Final Fantasy VII, yes, it's the fan favorite. It's got cloud. It's really edgy. It's really cool. Um, has anime here. It has anime here. <laughs> well, mo- mostly all anime. All freaking yeah. all of them do. But uh. the thing that makes this so interesting is the last time we actually saw anything about this game was back in 2015. That was essentially almost four years ago. I don't think it's been a full... Yeah. Practically. Practically, yeah. because it, it came out in like the December, November time. So around this... So it's been about three and a half years since we've seen anything having to do with this remake. The last time we saw it was at a 
PlayStation experience 2015. Do you think the wait was worth it? I, I mean, in terms of podcast-wise, it has something for us to talk about, so I guess it comes at a good time. I guess, yes. But in terms of as a fan. See, here's the thing. And because you have to realize the guy who's leading the charge on this game is Tetsuya Nomura. Mm-hmm. Tetsuya Nomura, if it doesn't seem a familiar name to you, is also the same guy behind Kingdom Hearts. <gasps> oh. Square Enix. Oh. Uh, oh. You're, getting, you're getting the connection here? Why? Uh-oh. See, Uh-oh. see, it's actually funny because we actually t- took some time to actually look back and find the 2015 PlayStation Experience trailer that's about two minutes long. And if you look at that trailer and then decide to look at the new trailer, a lot of the assets look the, the same. same. It, it almost feels as if they just kind of stopped working on that project and then worked on Kingdom Hearts 3 and then came back to this. I, I might be wrong. Ooh. But just looking at the UI, the user interface, um, you can see that, like, I'm I'm talking about the 2015 trailer. The system in which you you attack, you use magic, you summon items and defend is almost identical in the same spot and kind of location of what Kingdom Hearts 3 kind of turned out to be. And there are some changes, some graphical changes. Some of the UI is different on the new trailer. I kind of like some parts of the new trailer more than I do of the old trailer. Yes. But... Oh. It still does seem that a lot of it is still taken from Kingdom Hearts 3. Like, there's a certain screenshot where you see Barrett, uh, Cloud, and Tifa are all on the same battlefield. And the UI on the bottom left, it looks very Kingdom Heartsy, where you have shortcuts. Square would be your Braver, which is your sword attack. Triangle is set to nothing. Circle is set to potion. Like, this really does feel... And that's kind of something that I wanted to get to. That this game does not look turn-based RPG. This looks more action RPG. Which, if you haven't played the OG Final Fantasy VII, is totally a big no-no because that's not how it was beforehand. Mm-mm, mm-mm. It was completely turn-based and there was like a time thing. And like I like the new UI when it in terms of like the health bar, the MP gauge. That all looks really cool. Like I said, I think Barrett got a couple of changes. Cloud's voice sounds a little bit different. I could be wrong about that. This is something I would you know need to know the voice actors about. But it also, the gameplay... I feel like it. the gameplay is not going to be turn-based. It's going to be action RPG-based, kind of like Kingdom Hearts, but I don't see any, mm-hmm. like, jumping, floating-type shenanigans. I just see, like, Cloud running around and attacking things. Yeah, they really didn't show much of anything different than the previous trailer. What, what I really think this is going to... Well, they did show some assets differently, graphical changes, stuff like that, but what I really think this game is going to be like... There's a game back in 20... Uh, no, it's actually older than 2016, I think. The, the game series itself goes back mm-hmm. to 1996. Whoa. But the PSP version, I forget when it came out, but there's a game, and I only know about this game because of a fellow person who... Or I don't want to say fan because he's a friend of mine, but who listens to the podcast. Fan fellow. Yeah, yes, a fan fellow. <laughs> His name is Cal's Crazy, and he let's play this game. It's called Star Ocean First Departure. It's for the PSP. Some of you may have heard of this game. Some of you may have not. It is an action RPG, but the, here's the thing. When you enter a battle, you have a party of your own, and you get to select your party, so it's usually three characters. And when you enter a battle, like there's an enemy, you start a battle, you're in this like area where you can fight. Um, it's also kind of like Tales of Symphonia. Have you seen Tales of Symphonia? I have. Okay, so it's kind of the same thing where like you choose one of the characters and you can switch between characters mm-hmm. and control them, and the other ones are kind of like AI-controlled. That's what it's looking like. But... 
does it but that doesn't really feel like Final Fantasy 7 though no it's not but I feel like that's the point they're trying to make it be different do you think they're doing see because I know we were talking about this beforehand and I guess I had two little theories that I want to say that I hope I'm wrong on the first one do you think that the reason why it's kind of like how we said before it kind of looks like Kingdom Hardish because Tetsuya Tetsuya Nomura Tetsuya Nomura yeah that guy (laughs) Um, because when you worked on Final Fantasy I mean uh, Kingdom Hearts do you think it was a lot easier to just use that engine and use those assets and whatever graphical engines that they have to make it Final Fantasy 7 or do you think in your opinion that this was the experience that should have been originally but couldn't because due to hardware capabilities I don't know because like this is still going to be on PS4 so I don't think there's a graphical issue here I think it was more or less like the attention and this is the thing when it comes to Square Enix and Tetsuya Nomura in general this has happened before we saw this the exact same thing go down with Kingdom Hearts 3 we got a trailer back in like 2013 20 yeah I think it was 2013 2014 around the same time that this came out which was 2015 and it was Sora riding on a bunch of Heartless and then we just never saw it again until the game finally came out um, so I really do believe that the, the the difference here is there are a lot of assets from Kingdom Hearts that he wants to implement in here, which I'm kind of okay with mm-hmm. as long as you do it correctly. I like that idea that you can switch because you can see on the UI that you can switch between characters. On one of the screenshots, it shows Cloud and you're playing as him, but then there's also sections where you're playing as Barrett. And it, it looks like you can switch between them with R2 and L2. Do you think this also can be a good experience for him? Because he already worked on Kingdom Hearts. So maybe any different changes he would like to make to that combat that maybe it wouldn't feel right for the previous Kingdom Hearts games? Maybe, it just, maybe that action RPG doesn't fit for Kingdom Hearts, but it might work for Final Fantasy. And he already has that experience with that. So, so maybe that might be a good thing. I know we're kind of complaining about it because it's a different experience on that take. Yeah, and here's the thing. I, I'm still motivated for it. I'm still very excited. The flame for it has been reignited. But here's the other thing that we need to keep in mind. It, the trailer ends with more to come in June, which is kind of interesting to me because I thought e- PlayStation wasn't going to be at E3. <gasps> oh, no. Do you think that it's going to be on a diff? Wait. Yeah. Wait. I just that thought, doesn't, yeah, that yeah, doesn't yeah. make sense then. Then how are they going to are they going to put it on the Square Enix YouTube channel or are, are they, they going to use a different console? console? <gasps> I don't think they're going to use a different console. This is PS4. It literally says at the end, PS4 Square Enix. Um but it does say more to come in June. So we're going to get more info. So they might – what if they pull like a Nintendo and like they just don't show up and they just have like their own live stream? Maybe. Which to me doesn't make sense. I mean maybe they're just trying to save cost or maybe they just – maybe this is just a hype trailer so that yeah. – a hype announcement so I mean, that they the can announce will, other games? You know, it's one of those things where like there's no such thing as bad publicity. So maybe the, the that publicity sound of like, hey, we're not going to be at E3, that shook a lot of people. And maybe now all eyes are on PlayStation. It's mm-hmm. risky, but so far, I mean, it's got us thinking. It's got us talking yeah. about it on a podcast. What are they doing? I don't know. No, what, I, what are you I don't know. It. I don't know, but I, I'm, I'm okay with it being action RPG. I'm, I, I have no hate towards it. I'm still excited for it. Um, like uh, I said, a lot of it just looks like they picked up where they left off. What are your thoughts? Um, again, knowing Square Enix and knowing him, I feel like I can't wait to enjoy this game in 2025, <laughs> yeah, right next go. to Kingdom Hearts 4. Uh, so. part, one, part one, chapter prologue, Final Fantasy 3.5. The, pre- the pre-trilogy? The pre-trilogy. <laughs> oh my gosh! The prequel after the sequel. Oh, stop. Square, bad screen. Bad screen. I'm going to bite you. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> you gonna just go up to Square Enix and bite them? Bite them in the booty. Well, oh, well then. Well, the okay. left cheek only. Not the All right, right one. I'm not an I, animal. Think, I think that's my cue to get out of here. I think that's our cue to us get out of here. Um, <laughs> if you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to share it on the Twitters. Share it on anywhere. We do have our Facebook page, even though I don't check it that as much as often I should. It's Zero's Gaming Room. Twitter is the one that I'm on constantly. Zero's Game Room. Check us out. We're on Podbean. We're on iTunes. You know what? Why not? If you you made it this far, screenshot that you listen to us and tweet it to us on Twitter. That'd be really nice. Dude, right? I'll, give, I'll give that a big heart. Oh, see, right, me too. I'll, give, I'll even give it a little, like, a little retweet of the tweet. Oh, look at you being so nice. But if you enjoyed, share it. Follow us on Twitter. And until next time, the doors to Zero's Game Room are officially closed. But I want to see Cloud and Girl clothes. Gosh <laughs> damn it. <laughs>